Heard at Sports Radio every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back with you, Tower 2. It's Hale Bar City. We're powered by Cornhead Lager on the road here at Herdat Sports Bar and Grill. The Gretna location, uh, the South 204th Avenue location. You're turning in just off Highway 6 on your way to Gretna Southwest to see some high school hoops tonight. A few Silverhawks back in the corner, which is pretty awesome. We welcome in the pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. The professor is Bill Dolman in his office Still smiling about Nebraska basketball's win, comeback, one for the ages. Uh, Will Wilson in studio. Elijah Herbal to my left. He has not bought me that uh, shot I owe him yet. Friday forecast. Friday forecast time is when it's coming. Billy D., how are we doing? Good to spend time with you. Thanks for uh, jumping on with us. Well, thanks for the invitation to come up and join you in uh, Gretna today. We were early, we were together, but never got the invite. So, yeah, I went back to work. But nevertheless, uh, <laughs> Nevertheless, next, next nice, time, nice next time, you. you know, we didn't want you getting fired, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, that might happen anyway. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Bill, we will uh, trank dart you and drag you up here. I think you'll like the um, well, the the uh, fire pits Any are food just that you awesome. Give me? Yeah, no, it's it's pretty solid. They've got the bang bang sauce that we rave about. The pizza is incredible. Uh, the the wings are to die for. Will Wilson had to hammer six Inferno wings earlier today. He's been crushing Tums all day, and uh, he is uh, he's, I, he's hunkered I, down. I heard that, and I was really pleased that I did not hear the full story in detail. So I think uh, I think I'm good with the knowledge that I have, and I don't need. Much more than that. There's still it, time. I, I could give it, it to no, you. Okay. <laughs> Eerily. You, you can save that for the director's cut. I, yeah. I will say, for those not watching on the stream, you might not know this, that people in the stream maybe not have noticed. Will is keeping the door to the studio open, which I assume is for quick access to the bathroom. <laughs> or just so he doesn't gas himself. <laughs> no, it's so, hot in here. It's hot in here. Yeah, that's, that's what we're going to stick with. The four or five sales folks have walked by and crawled away. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, ironically, Will's uh, from uh, you know noon to two 
looked a lot like Nebraska's 7.30 to 8.30 last night. <laughs> Hold, uh, spot on. Holding on for dear life. Uh, Bill. And now he looks like Husker fans during that overtime, fully clinched. He's, he's, yeah, it, 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 it's, a little, it's a little nervous. A little nervous energy. Bill, what did you see last night? And from an atmosphere standpoint, that's, that's up there. I mean, we're talking the, the will to win, yes, by the team, but so many in that PBA audience last night wouldn't let this team go good night. Well, I did hear that there were some fans and perhaps a sizable uh, sample of the fans uh, who had had enough at halftime. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, you learned your lesson. You never know what's going to happen in sports, and that's the, that's the great thing about it. I tell my, my students that all the time. You go to a you go to a movie or to a play, you, you pretty much know how it's going to end uh, when you get there. With sports, you don't know the drama that's going to unfold and what ending you might have a chance to see and remember for a lifetime. And, I, and as much as people, we refer to uh, No Sit uh, Sunday, uh, Wisconsin 2014, or the, uh, uh, you know, some of the great games that have been played at, at uh, Memorial Stadium, um, you, know, you know, big games against an Oklahoma or a Colorado or a Miami or whatever, and you can have those memorable moments because the atmosphere was spectacular. There was a big win. What the, 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 the word that comes to mind to me in watching last night and how it unfolded and how it ended, the, the, the atmosphere was just raw. And I mentioned that on the Average Joe Sports Show podcast that we did earlier today. It, there was no plan for what happened. You know, people went to the game last night hoping that they would see Nebraska play well. And that they know that this team has played well at home. And that was the chance that they needed, you know, of all things, the home court advantage to, to knock off Wisconsin. And then it didn't start off very well at all. And I'm sure there are a lot of people who not only left, but turned off their TVs and, and uh, went to bed and called it good and were surprised when they woke up. And there were probably a lot of people who may have gone across the street into the Haymarket and started watching the end of the game <clears throat> at a watering hole and uh, saw what was happening on TV, wishing they could get back in. You know, a lot of people wish they could have made a, a U-turn at Dodger Stadium when Kirk Gibson hit his home run against the Oakland A's back in 1988, and you famously see brake lights come on as they're driving away in the distance because they missed it. There was, it was just raw last night. And, and what happened the last 15 minutes of regulation and in overtime, the atmosphere, the arena, the emotion, the excitement, the, the frenzy of the fans... Uh, was completely unscripted. And that's what made last night so special and what m will make that one of the most memorable nights in Nebraska basketball history, regardless of what this team does the rest of the season, which Bill, is going to be in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, Bill, you mentioned the rest of the season. That's kind of where I was going next. How does Nebraska bottle up that second half and take it on the road based on everything we've seen this year? Do you just have to accept the fact that this team is different on the road than they are at home. I mean, Fred Hoiberg talked about crumpling up the uh, the, the sports science plan for his players and throwing it in the trash and saying, we're, we're going to build a physical team this week through practice. And I think he kind of saw that in the second half, that team's grittiness to not go away. Do you see that traveling and going on the road? Or is this team just what they are at this point on the road? Well, what's your take on, on that side of things? Can they get better? Can they improve? Is it too late? Uh, that's, that's the big mystery with this team, right? You know, you asked me last week if, if Maryland was a must win. And, and I said, no, I, I don't think it's, it was a must win game. Um, 
And if Nebraska beats Wisconsin, Nebraska is definitely in the NCAA tournament. But what Nebraska, what last weekend against Maryland was, was it was a must not lose ugly game. And what did they do? They lost ugly and they, they could not afford to do that. Uh, losing 87 to 82 or 87, 77. Okay. That's understandable, but they played horribly at Maryland and they carried that over to the first half of the game against, uh, uh, against Wisconsin last night, but then they turned around and they found that toughness and that grittiness. Uh, do I expect them to win at Illinois? No, but hopefully they take with them the belief in what they can achieve when they play the way they did in the second half. They've got to believe in their grittiness, which is not an analytics. You cannot you know, put into a computer and spit out grittiness. You can't spit out heart. You can't spit out toughness. You can't spit out want to. And that's why I hate analytics about as much as I hate recruiting. But, you know, Fred Hoiberg, it looked like in the first half, he made a mistake. Like, up, oh, they're tired. They should have They should have followed the scientific load. Okay, what does that mean? But you can't – the analytics could not tell you what kind of lift they were going to get if Jawan Gary comes into the game. And he looked a little tentative his first couple of times down the floor. But after a while, he got into the flow of the game. And he changed the physicality, and he he he, uh, he changed the tenacity. And then you got the you know the Catholic League MVP Sam Hoiberg getting out there and doing what he does. You you can't put that into a computer, and to say that this is what's going to happen. And their tenacity, and their want to, and their will, and their grittiness, you know, it was on display last night. And this is a night in which Kise Tomanaga. Had another bad night. Your best shooter, one of the best shooters in college basketball, your leading scorer has been absent, really, the last three games. I mean, what did he have last night? He's gone 5 7 and 2 the last three games. He's played 14, 21, and 19 minutes, barely over half in one game. And he sat and he was on the floor at the end of regulation, didn't get a shot off. But Nebraska did all of that with their leading scorer out of the game. So can they take that on the road? I don't know. I think they'll beat Northwestern because I think Northwestern has just been gut punched so many times this season. And with what happened to them against Purdue, I, that's going to be a tough one for them to get up off the mat. And, you know, I, I think that that team has been beaten up a little bit and Nebraska has a chance to steal one. Bill Dolman's with us. Hail Varsity Radio Roadshow here at the Hernat Sports Bar and Grill in Gretna. Our old buddy uh, Jabba Chamberlain and some other Southwest parents have made their way here in front of Nebraska, in front of Gretna and Southwest. That uh, tip off around seven thirty. So, Bill, we were toying with the idea. I sound like uh, Griswold's boss here. Uh, of do you put Tomanaga on the bench in no. favor of no? What hey, look? He's either going to get back into his groove or it's it's just going to be the way it is. And, and Hoiberg didn't force it last night. He really hasn't forced it the last three games. He's sensing that it's not working. So he say, we all love you. And we know you can be a, a, a game changer. But if you're going to be a game changer, we need to see you do it in the first half because we can't afford to let you find yourself when we're trying to find ourselves a victory. And so credit Fred Hoiberg 
for understanding where his best shooter is at this moment, and maybe the best place for him is on the bench. And if you're C.J. Wiltshire, who right now is this team's MVP, it doesn't matter if you're starting. What should matter is where you're finishing. And at the end of the games, he's their most important. Right, Mast is their most important. Jawan Gary is their most important. Collectively, those are the guys who need to be there at the finish, right? So if Tomonaga, if Wiltshire is best in the role that he is in, and right now he's the best six man of the Big Ten, let him come off the bench and play 30 minutes. And if Kise comes out and he hits some big shots and he gets into a rhythm, all right, then he's got his 25 to 30 minutes perhaps. But when he missed that shot at 27-17 to cut it to 27-20, he had that three-pointer rim out. His game was over, right? He, his shot was not going to fall. But somebody else came in and stepped up. And then Mast, you know, found his. He didn't have the Ohio State game. But he's confident in that three-point shot. And if he goes three for seven, three for eight, you know, that's a big deal for Nebraska. So I don't think you mess with the lineup. I think you just let them play their roles, and who's playing the best at the end of the game, that's who you want on the floor. Who's finishing the game, not who's starting. Bill, one thing with this team is they are truly a live-by-the-three, die-by-the-three type of team. If the threes fall and the offense is clicking, you saw it, the difference between the first half and the second half last night with what that offense just looked like whenever the three was falling versus when it wasn't. That's what this team is at this point. Do you think that's an indictment of this team, or is that just the way basketball is now? That's an indictment of basketball. Okay. You know, I'm, <laughs> look, I'm in the I'm in the I'm in the Popovich camp, right? I mean, the three point shot, as exciting as it can be, it's ruined the game. You know, that's all people look for is the three. So of course they're going to live and die by the three. You got to have the the person who can master the art of the seventeen footer. Right. It may not be sexy, but two from 17 is better from zero from 27. Right. Um, and if you got to settle for the two and, and to credit Tominaga, there are times when that three point shot's not falling and he moves very well without the ball and gets an open shot. He's got that little floater that can be, you know, kind of deadly until he gets into a rhythm. And then he might hit four or five shots from behind the arc. But to me, the three-point shot is, you know, it's, it's an indictment of basketball. You, you get away from it, you're going to have a lot better basketball players. You're going to have a lot better basketball games instead of everybody trying to hit the big home run. Now it's not enough to hit a three. It's enough to hit a three from as far back as you possibly can. Tell you what, it's made youth basketball absolutely unwatchable. But I'll leave it at right. that. Sometimes right. it can make it more fun, though, I tell you what. Whenever little Jimmy steps into a 40-footer. Look, when you took the dunk away, let's go way back in time, boys and girls. When you took the dunk away after Luau Sender's career at UCLA and you made big men, you know, have to have touch around the basket from six inches to six feet and the sky hook, you know, Kareem developed that more in the NBA. But Bill Walton was one that you would see him do these little drop-ins, you know, around the basket uh, way back in the day. But when you took the dunk away from big men and they had to develop shots and touches, Big men were a lot better. And now it's all just looking for the dunk. Bill, a moment of silence. Get off my lawn. Without the silence for Carl Weathers, a.k.a. Chubbs, a.k.a. Apollo Creed. And I forget his character name in, in Predator, but I love that movie. 
76, this guy could go play a, a half a football he looked like. I mean, he, I know he was graying, but, man, that sucks. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's, you know, a generational passing, isn't it? Many people, and they probably don't realize until a day like this. You played in the NFL? How long, how long Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed has been in your life, you know? And uh, that's, it's sad. But, you know, you got to love a life well lived and the mm. memories that a guy like that leaves. And to be able to have an iconic character like Apollo Creed uh, or Chubbs, mm. you know? That's a pretty good career, and that's a pretty good life. So, yeah, it was. That's sad for you know. I, Rocky was is my favorite movie, and what a great character, and then to play that part in Happy Gilmore. That's a, that's a great career. So, Pride of Fairbury, NBC Sports. Bill Dolman at Bill Dolman on Twitter is where you follow him. Oh, Bill, before we get out of here, your reaction: thirty seconds to the steroid Olympics, which may be coming in twenty twenty five. Are you hiring? It's just been he rumored. He wants to do the Olympics. <laughs> but but we would have... I mean, do you want to be an some, athlete? We, we can juice you. We, we, we would have some vicious fencing. <laughs> that sounds like a Monty Python skit or something. You know? Bill, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll abduct you for a little Illinois-Nebraska Sunday, all right? All right, boys. See you later. There he is, Pride of Fairbury, Bill Dolman. Appreciate him. We're here at the Hernat Sports Bar and Grill in Gretna. Jacob Adilla next. Heard at Sports Radio. Every weekday morning from 7 to 10 a.m. On Thursday's show, we'll have staff writer for The Athletic, Mitch Sherman. We'll talk the odds with our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. Catch it up with senior writer for Huskers 24-7, Michael Brunts, and Nebraska women's basketball head coach, Amy Williams. Take a dive into the latest news in all things sports. Heard at Sports Radio with Ravi Lula and Damon Benning.